Welcome to the Movie Matchmakers with a fresh review on movies old and new. My name is Eunice and I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Kate. Oh, welcome everyone to our first podcast. This is Kate and I'm here with my mom, Eunice, and we are the Movie Matchmakers. And today we are going to be talking about, um, a, I think a little known movie called Green for Danger. And I'll introduce that in a minute. But mom, I first wanted to talk about really where your love of older movies well, hi, Can sweetheart. You a little bit about that. Hello. Hello. Um, you know, I was—I've been thinking a lot about this over the last couple of weeks, and um, you know, the very first movie I ever remember seeing—I was probably about seven years old—and that, and it really left an impression on me. And this is no big shock, but it was *The Wizard of Oz*, where everybody was terrified of the flying monkeys, and. That's the very first movie I ever, you know, I could remember. And then, you know, from there, I've always watched movies. I've always loved watching like the Tarzan movies with Johnny Weissmuller. Um, It's an interesting story. I was thinking about this is that my dad, your grandfather, was in the Navy and actually was Mm -hmm. in Pearl, you know, the Pearl Harbor attack. And when my dad moved, you know, got into the Navy, my grandmother wanting to be close to him, my grandparents were separated. My grandmother wanted to be close to him. So she moved to California and she was a private nurse and she worked for Rosalind Russell for a period of time, worked for Van Johnson for a period of time. And I believe, I believe right. it was the time that she was actually working for Rosalind Russell. My dad on leave came to visit her. And I can remember years later, my dad saying that he met one of the Janes in the Tarzan movies. And the way that he described her, it sounded like I've gone back and looked at that. There was like Maureen O'Sullivan and then there was Brenda Joyce. And the way that he's described her, um, I think it was probably the Brenda, the Brenda Joyce character. And he was very, oh, he was very starstruck for sure. So I know I love that. I didn't remember that that's how she, that's why she was in California. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't heard, no, I never heard that part of the story. Yeah. I know I that's love amazing. that. And she was a nurse for Van Johnson's mother, I think, you know, right? I'm not exactly sure about, I, you know, I'm thinking that's correct. But Rosalind Russell, yeah. I don't really know kind of what family members she watched over. I don't really remember that part. Then right. I went on to just really, I'd always was watching movies, like all the Road 2 movies uh, with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby and mm-hmm. Dorothy, Dorothy Lamore. And uh, the Charlie Chain, um, Chain, the Charlie Chan movies. I loved yeah. all those. I mean, just loved them. We used to also watch, um, you know, of course, all the Disney, anything that Disney put out, we would be right in front of the television. 
Um, I was madly in love with Kurt Russell. And it was funny because funny. your dad was just madly in love with Haley Mills. And so I, I, I felt <laughs> that out years later. I thought that was so that. cute. <laughs> then I can remember going into like the Elvis movies and, you know, dad, dad mm -hmm. would get us all in front of the television and he would say, okay, y'all can watch this Elvis movie. And for a quarter, I'll provide the popcorn. That's that's yeah, right. yeah. So I, I always thought that Hilarious. was just really very unfair. So I would hide behind the couch <laughs> until dad gave in, <laughs> you know, and I would hide behind the couch to watch the movies right. until he just gave in. Then I can remember very specifically, mom took us to go see the Alamo because we were always told that we were related to Davy Crockett. And, mm -hmm. oh, that was a big day. That was a big day, you know, to go to that movie and for all of us, you know, all the kids, all of us to go to that movie. As I got older, I started doing, got it, gotten, got into all the genealogy and realized that we were related in the bigger family of Davy Crockett, but we were related to the very distinguished Colonel Walter Crockett. But that was kind of hard to break that to the family. <laughs> funny, which is like, which is really Davy Crockett's brother well, I think, I think or Walter Crockett. I, I don't, I think it was like they had, you had all these brothers and I don't think they know for absolute. I think they've got it narrowed down to two different families that Davy Crockett could come from. Mm -hmm. But Colonel Walter Crockett was not one of those families, but it still was in the bigger, you know, Crockett family. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Not so closely related. That's that a hard thing to break to the whole family. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just drop then that. I can also re really remember like in the, it was called the NBC saturday night at the movies and i looked at i looked this up it was like started in like 1961 and it was a big production because i think it was like the first kind of two-hour run of movies like on television and so around kind of like 1963 i can remember that saturday night being just a big time for the family we'd all get together to watch saturday night at the movies and it was our our wonderful good friend, Episcopal priest, would come over for dinner, and we would watch. We'd all sit around and watch movies, kind of like the journey, you know, with Yul Brenner and Deborah Kerr, mm -hmm. uh, the di the diary right. of Frank with Millie Perkins and Shelley Winters. Yes. You know, big movies. You know, but movies that had been out for a while. But you know, it was just a big event. And then the next kind of big jump in the movies i can remember going to see the sound of music in fort worth my grandparents another set of my grandparents lived in fort worth and we went to the most beautiful theater movie theater and i can remember we were up in the balcony area and can just remember just falling madly in love you know with the sound of music then when I started going to, I graduated from Austin High School, then started going to the University of Texas. And I can remember, you know, going to movies all the time by myself. I can remember going to one of the movies. I'm not sure if it was at the student union 
on the University of uh, Texas campus, but I saw in cold blood, Truman Capote's in cold blood. Oh, it was right. black and white and it was, yeah. it was, it was really a production. Um, and I, all through the seventies, I was going to, you know, I was watching things. I would mostly go by myself, but go to Serpico and Rocky and Jaws. I think your dad, you know, went with me with Rocky and Jaws, but when it came to like all the star war movies, um, your dad was never a sci-fi person. So I can remember standing that light. I mean, there was talk about a line around the block to get into the, you know, first mm -hmm. Star Wars, Wars movies. And I loved every minute of it, standing in line, talking with people and going into the theater and, you know, just experiencing something that was, you know, was such a big deal for all of us at the time and talking with people that right. were as excited about it as I was. I can even remember way before that was like going to, um, I would, we would go to drive-in theaters and see Billy Jack movies. And I'm sure, you know, your whole generation doesn't remember anything about Billy Jack movies, <laughs> but there, it's been fun to go back and kind of look at some of those. And then, you know, going kind of into the present was like what you and I have been talking about is like AMC, you know, started in 1984. And that really was, my introduction to some really older classic movies and then from there mm -hmm. 1994 is uh, was tcm and you know from that point yes. i just fell madly in love with the really black and white movies um my mom mm -hmm. was not a big lover of black and white classic films uh i would ask her i'd say you know mom did you see such and such and she'd say no, those are the movies I grew up with. And so she always loved, you know, um, mm -hmm. seeing kind of the newer, newer movies and whatever was on like Columbo or whatever was on television. She was a big mystery, right. uh, love mysteries. So that was it. I remember talking to your dad about granddaddy, about how he would go to, um, he'd, he'd see movies back to back in the summer when yeah. he was a kid because they had free AC, you know, they had, you're just, you were just trying to beat the heat. It was obviously he didn't have AC in their home, <laughs> you know? So he said, we'd go to the movies and just spend, you know, five cents or whatever the movie yeah. cost was and just see a movie for a whole day, just so we could stay in the AC. And my mom, well, I mean, they <laughs> had money and my mom, she would have done it for the social benefit. <laughs> to, totally. to throw a party somewhere. <laughs> Totally. That's a riot. Well, for our listeners who don't know, so I'm the middle of your seven children. And, you know, if you ask any one of the, your kids, we all have memories of watching old movies and all have fond memories for that matter of watching old movies. And, um, you know, so the, in the nineties, you know, having TCM, you know, bring all those out was pretty revolutionary mm -hmm, for all of mm -hmm. us that you know have grown up yes. watching them well that's awesome I didn't really know that your love of movies extended you know that mm -hmm. far back that it's gone your whole lifetime that's so fun it doesn't surprise me because you know I've always I've always tried to convince you to write a screenplay maybe, maybe I will do that one day. you know I was gonna I was thinking about all the, <laughs> all the movies that y'all have been exposed to um, Matthew, who's the youngest of the seven, he would come home from high school and he would say, 
Well, I introduced a new word to everybody in my class today. And it would be, I mean, like a vocabulary word. And then that would be the vocabulary word for like the whole week. But I, I told him, I said, you have such an extensive vocabulary because of those old movies. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny, um, you know, Danielle, your second daughter, and Sarah, your oldest, and I, we're all homeschooling kids. And we were talking recently about how um, effective, you know, we'll, we'll get to that at a later podcast, but just how history you know, when we will, we will imagine certain moments in history, inevitably we will, you know, the visuals for that have to, are tied to an old movie that we watched growing <laughs> yes. up, you know, it provided the scenery for a lot of, you know, moments in history. It's just kind Not of sure funny. if all the facts were just well, perfect, that's awesome, but... mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I don't know if you could Jane, trust, uh, totally you know, history come alive. Totally. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can trust, you know, our history books at the time. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, That's who true. knows? That's true. The movies may have been more accurate before they started, you know, <laughs> toying, planting our history books. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's talk about Green for Danger. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so it was made in 1946. It is uh, classified as a mystery war movie movie. It has a one hour and 31 minute runtime. And let's see, it stars um, Alistair Sim. We keep saying Alistair Sims. When I think about him, I always add an S. You and I just talked about that, mm-hmm. but it's Sim. And it has a long list of um, actors Sally Gray, Trevor Howard, um, some really knockout cast the description for it um is a rural english postman during the nazi air raids dies mysteriously on the operating table and i just loved it i thought uh, i think what's so perfect about old movies is that the comedy here you have this mystery drama and murder right mm-hmm. and comedy is ever present in so many old movies and this is no exception yes um alistair sim is just hilarious i mean his just dry sense of humor he doesn't really come in until like halfway through the movie i know that's really pretty funny (laughs) i think the one thing that i found funny i i did i watched the movie and it at i won't ruin the movie or give any spoiler alerts, but towards the end, he kind of was ducking because of an air raid. It is kind of funny that that piece (laughs) is, it is probably the least important part of the story. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking about Nazi air raids, you almost miss that there are German bombing, you know, raids going on. In the midst of everything. Right. (laughs) You totally just, that's just like a footnote to Mm -hmm. the whole rest of the story. Hmm. Yeah, it's you know I was looking at um, through you know since my mom was not a big black and white classic film buff, she would give her books on movie films to me, and so I was looking at I think it's called Halloway Hallowell's uh, Film Guide, and this movie is like a four star movie, 
which there aren't a lot of four-star movies. And it was interesting because I was watching one of, uh, like a clip of a person that was about your age that had seen Green for, for Danger and was given a review. And she really was not, she goes, well, I'm going down the list of movies because it's, I'm going down, basically going down, you know, the, the four-star movies. I'm going down that list. And this was really not my favorite. And she makes a comment. She goes, I really just didn't get the humor. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, is it just our family that just loves this kind of real kind of dry humor? You know, I don't think so. I think I was watching a modern day group of comedians that were talking. And I, I thought it was so profound what they had to say that um, and I just it relates to old movies that they say that comedians these days in that whole comedian world, if mm-hmm. you have to resort to profanity and cussing, mm-hmm. it's a mark that you're not actually a very good comedian. Right. Wow. So uh, I thought I thought that was so interesting. And it made me think about old movies. And I thought, oh, my gosh, it was it's. It's a ever present. I there are few old movies that I can think of that mm-hmm. don't have the strong comedic element to it. I mean, there's yeah. just it's it, it was required. Maybe we should research a little. We should delve into that a little more. Mm-hmm. We research it, yeah. but I really, I mean, I struggle to think of an old movie that does doesn't have now some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing up baby, and there's some that are just extremely funny, but. Um, I don't know. I think that's very sad to watch a movie like humor. Yeah. That's so sad. (laughs) It's like not liking cheese or something. I mean, (laughs) should probably go get that checked out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, this, this movie, you know, obviously it's laying the groundwork. I mean, that's, you know, it does a really beautiful job of kind of all the backstories in it. And it's like, I thought it was very fast paced. It's very, it's very British, but you know, just as soon as Alistair Sim, Sim comes into it, the, 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 the mood changes, the music changes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I love, I particularly love when he, I don't, you know how he is just, I mean, from the very beginning of the movie, he's doing what, like narrating. Yeah, you know, kind of. This is what you know. This is like what's going on. This is where we're headed. This is where we're going, and I love all that kind of. I love his voice. I love the way that he narrates. You know anything, and I love the part that as he's gone, like he'll say day such and such. You know the mm-hmm. beginning of day. You know two or whatever. Or I can't remember if he gives uses a date or what. But and 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 then and then at night he's he's going like I guess it was on the second day he was there investigating. He was I don't know if you remember this when he was going to bed and he was reading his book. And I wrote this down. It was like he was I don't know if this is a real book or not, but it was like he was he was let's see, where was the name of it? It was called um I'm gonna have to find it. But he he's reading a murder mystery. Do you remember this? And he's, and he's kind of like he's. It looks like he's gotten like about a fourth of the way through That's the murder. Right. Oh, That's it was funny. who killed Simon Lemaire. 
That's right. By Peter Mumford. I don't know if that's a real book or not. So he's like about a fourth of the way. He flips to the back of the book to find out who committed the murder. Oh, how funny. And, and then he looks very kind of like, oh, brother. He goes, I'm getting old. He goes, I must, <laughs> I must be getting old. And it is, a, it is just so classic. It's so, the humor is so great. It is. You know, as, as he goes in, you know, in, the, in his, the way he's asking the questions of all the suspects and the way that he warns the suspects, you know, um, you have a murderer among you. Right. You know, it is just it's just great. The dialogue is great. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I did, too. He he's got that real snarky, you know, he's just <laughs> got that when he's talking to each of them, you know, he's got that just dripping with sarcasm and snarkiness, you know, it's yes. just like it's very funny. Well, I just hope that, you know, that your generation will really. I think embrace movies like this um, and kind of not, you know, everything is so action driven and it's not really, you know, today the movies are so action driven. Um, I just think, you know, that I, it, it'll be fun if your generation will really go back. You were talking about before, like how the pendulum kind of swings. Right. That they're, yeah. The love of old movies could, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling could, um, may not be popular for a long time obviously there was a big surge in the 90s right with Mm -hmm. the creation of turner classic movies right and that had a long run and then it's kind of fallen out of popularity but you know from a from at a minimum from a comedic standpoint honestly it it is some of the best comedy that exists i mean it truly um, to not resort to the really in-your-face stuff that is present today, uh, to you know, it, it it just produced a ton of just amazing comedy at a minimum. This director for this um, movie was Sydney. I'm going to pronounce it probably wrong, but it's Gilead. There you go, Gilead, and he yep. was the screenwriter on Hitchcock's *The Lady Vanishes*. <gasps> wow. and I, did not, I didn't realize that and i thought um the lady vanishes i mean it's 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 been a movie that's Amazing. been reviewed many many times but it's that same kind of humor just incredible throughout the whole movie has yeah. that incredible humor between characters which so. is that makes a lot of sense if you think about hitchcock's films i mean mm-hmm. we talk about about them later but Hitchcock was such a funny guy. I mean, yes. all of his films have a real comedic element. So that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense that it's him. It's but very dry, him. very subtle. Yep. Very subtle. That yeah. part, it's talking about another movie, but that part in um, uh, Rear Window or mm-hmm. Room with a View. Room with a View. No, um, Rear Window. Rear window. Is it Rear Window? Okay. <laughs> yeah, with James Stewart. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's looking out and the husband and wife are sleeping on the balcony and <laughs> suddenly it starts raining. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what Hitchcock did? He, or the screenwriter, it could have been, um, you know, it could have easily been, I think it was Hitchcock, but it could have just as easily been, you know, influenced by somebody like Sydney. He tells the husband to go in the right window and then privately before the scene, he tells the, the wife to go in the oh, second and window. And that's what... Oh and it created God. this natural 
tug of war and confusion over trying to get the mattress back into their apartment when it started raining. <laughs> like, I mean, it's <laughs> brilliant. Great. But it is brilliant. So there's the subtlety in Hitchcock's humor, the subtlety and and obviously, you know, Sydney's humor. It's like you really have to be paying attention. It's it's beautiful. Did, uh, I guess we need to tell before we go, we need to tell everybody kind of the different places they could maybe see the green danger. Yeah. Or so green the green for danger. danger, green for danger. Um, you can watch it for free on YouTube, which is perfect quality. And then um, also it's available on uh, prime. I think you can rent it for three ninety nine. And on then iTunes. I, I bought it on iTunes. iTunes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on iTunes and never yeah. had seen this movie in the movie before never and heard when of i saw it. it i just jumped on it yeah you know we've watched a lot of old movies and never we've never heard of this Mm-mm. it's amazing Mm-mm. you know it's a real gem i think everybody will appreciate um this rare find and yeah a british a british whodunit a british whodunit it's good mom that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> Well, thank you for listening and um, enjoying our first podcast. We'll be bringing many more treasures to you. Well, thanks, Mom. Thank you, Darren. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Movie Matchmakers.